What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion, looking back over 2022, there's lots of things that we can say grace over that were blessings. There's things that we probably might might not do again if we if we knew now what we knew uh, if, we, if we would have known then what we know now right so totally totally agree and i think it's good i think it's wise for us to do this because um most people start off the new year like oh man i'm going to be different i'm going to resolve have new year's resolutions so and so and so forth those things are good but how do you even know what needs to change without doing a reflection and closing out the year strong i think that's why this this a podcast so important for us to talk about that. So what's one area look back over the year and say, man, that was the big success. That was a big opportunity. We took advantage of and, and had huge impacts in our life. I, I would say uh, partnering up with Sharon uh, was a huge move for us. Uh, he's added so much to our business and helped us to grow the passive income mastermind and um, really add so much more value to the world. Yeah. So adding a new partner to the business, somebody who yeah. had different outlooks than we had. I, I agree with that. And I, and I also think just this was a first full year of the Passive Income Mastermind. We started in October of 2021 and we, we've had 12 months to experience it, 12 months of seeing you know what other people are doing, which is always interesting to me. To be honest, some of the meetings we had in there, there were some investments I was going to make that I didn't as a result of what they did, right? So I, I'm going to take take that and just piggyback on it as one of the things that, you know, looking back, things I wish I would have done differently or whatever. You know, I wish that we would have started out on building our fund much, much earlier, right? Because I, it has been the thing that I, I've realized that we've missed is that we've been trying to do it all ourselves, just like with, you know, with our business, right? We, we were, we're being too selfish, not having enough coaches on the team to, to help all the people that were coming. And that was something recently that we did that we've seen a, a huge benefit that can help a lot more people when you have a lot more people to, to, to do the job. Right. 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 And I, I think that's the way with, with us is we've been too selfish by trying to do all the deals ourselves versus bringing people in that can help us. And the thing I look forward to the most next year is the implementation of our fund that we can truly help those around us who are wanting to get involved in deals. I, I totally agree. I think that's the theme for um, next year is to increase our impact. And, and those two things, having more coaches on hand to help you when you go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call and uh, you sit with a coach who can then give you your right next thing that uh, will help you get to financial freedom. We're going to see much, much more results. And then having a fund that we can all invest together on deals uh, 
that you and I are seeing left and right, uh, regardless of the recession, tons and tons of opportunity. And uh, we want to make that available to others. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm grateful for these coaches who could share insights, little practical things that you can do to close out your year well. So I, I say we, we go ahead and jump into this podcast, Russ. We don't, uh, we don't delay. We step up to the table and belly up. Belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so you can more easily understand them and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy. Most good lack of follow through guy just didn't sound so cool. Now, enough about me for a moment. Let me introduce you to my co-host, my partner. He's the Italian stallion. He's got the license plate cover to prove it. Mr. Mm. Joe Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. What's really going on? Man, just wrapping up the year here. Just trying to trying to learn, figure out what some of those best practices are. You got oh. you got some nuggets for us today? Man, uh, you got you better get out the 12 pack cuz I'm bringing tons of nuggets today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go on that one. That I, what does that even mean, 12-pack? 12 12-pack 12 of nuggets, man. Chick-fil-A. What you got? You get good the six-pack, uh, you go the eight-pack? What do you got? The 12-pack. Uh, I'm sorry. But, you know, my corrupt brain was thinking about beer, and I was like, I don't know any beer with nuggets. That just doesn't make sense to me, you know? Well, not like Jonathan just said beaver nuggets. No, we're not talking about beaver nuggets here. We're talking about chicken nuggets. But Okay. I hadn't eaten a chicken nugget in a minute. You know, I didn't know I was better than you. Is that what Jim Gavkin was saying? You start talking about some chicken nuggets. I didn't know I was better than you. Why do you think this is so important for us to cover, man? All right. So I'm going to be bold for a second. If your network is not constantly helping you to level up by sharing the smart things that they're doing, you're in the wrong network, right? You don't have the right network. That's why we need to be sharing this because each one of these coaches has something that they uniquely do that if you heard them say it and you could apply it to your own situation, it could potentially take you down a whole different path um, to financial freedom faster. So that's why we need to share this kind of stuff. No doubt. We definitely have a dream team of financial coaches. Let's get to them. You want to? Let's do it. All right. Come on. To my left, I got Mr. Incredible. His superpower is speed to financial freedom. And the real beauty is that speed is contagious. My man, J.D. Hill. Say hello to your fans, J.D. Hey, fans. Uh, there we go. Jamie, there you go. Thank you for the wave. Good to be here. Good to be here, uh, which is in Texas, not in Alabama. Uh, so definitely mm. good to be here. But you're going to be in Alabama soon because we're going to be wrapping up the year as well. 
talk to me a That's little bit true. about best practices. Why, why do you believe that we, we do a lot of things, financial freedom rise, right? We're talking about passive That's income, right. greater than monthly expenses. But right now we're talking about wrapping up the year. Well, why is that so important? I'm going to say something a little controversial. You ready? Bring it. I love the reason I, I, I like, I'm ready to talk about this is because measurement enhances performance, right? So, so what gets measured gets done. Uh, and I think that's right. That's right, Rick. I think, I think we're, we're a, a culture, uh, that would prefer not to want to measure things and just to, just to keep going. Right. But, um, if you want to enhance what you're doing, you got to measure it. Hey, I mean, in Texas, what's the saying? Everything's bigger in Texas. Right. So good for or, you, man. You know, the stars at night are big and bright. Me- measure on, bro. Measure on. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. Hey, I love it. Good. Let, let, let's let's bring somebody else in. I, I like that. To your left, we got the sure the truth financial Sherlock Holmes of our day. No problem too difficult to solve. If I'd only known him earlier, I've been so much richer. Mr. Downtown Ernie Brown. I see Ern. Yeah, it's nice to be seen. Thanks for letting me be back. Dude, you you could teach a lot of people about year in practices just by that beard growth you got, but I don't want to hear about beard growth right now. I want to hear about why building best practices for the year in is so important. Well, man, I'll take a a, a lesson from Socrates. Apparently, I don't know. I don't have a way to verify this, but apparently he said that a life unexamined is not worth living. And when I think about Socrates, it makes me think about Jim Carrey, of course, right? In the movie, Bruce Almighty, there's a scene where he's driving down the road, just looking for a sign. He's like, God, would you just give me a sign? Tell me what to do. He's driving down the road and and all these signs keep coming back. It's like, stop, danger ahead, turn back. A truck gets in front of him, is like full of, of, of signs for the road. And, and man, I think if we get to the end of the year and we don't examine what has happened, what's been going by, we really might be missing out. Mm. That's so good. Oh, Socrates. I like Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> Somebody who's probably read some Socrates in the past, so the retiree of the group, Mr. Catch Me If You Can, when he's not killing bears with his bare hands or spear diving for tuna, he's right here dropping gold nuggets, the real nuggets. Not the McNuggets, Joey, the one and only Mark Caraguchi. Welcome, Mark. Good afternoon. Uh, this is, I, I, I like this question. I've been having this conversation with a lot of, of people on the phone lately because let's face it, it's December 1st. We've already plowed through 11 months and there's really only one month left of this year. So I like to approach this you know, as a best practice for the year end is if you're not planning for tomorrow, you're, you're kind of selling yourself short because you need to plan for tomorrow before tomorrow becomes today. Mm. you've got to lay that plan out and you've got to start looking ahead. Um, it's important to look behind, but there's a reason your rear view mirror is smaller than your front windshield. You got to look ahead. There's a danger up ahead. Remember what's behind you, but we, we got a plan. Looks so like a pilot right there, right? No, no, no rear, uh, rear view mirror on the, on the plane. Is there? No, no. Which is unfortunate. Cause I, I would have loved to have seen the contrail I was making a couple of times. I think that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. 
from the pilot to the piano man, we're all in the mood for passive income, and you got to see in the light, Mr. Matthew Hammond. Welcome back, Matthew. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. What's, so the, listen, what's the best uh, practice that we're focusing on here? Why do you think this is so important? Well, before I get to that, I, I need to correct you on one thing, and I hate to nitpick, but the correct pronunciation is Socrates, not Socrates. Oh, so. far be it for me to correct the idea guy, but uh, that's uh, <laughs> sad too. I, I thought but, that you know when we were, we were going from one Jim Carrey line to another, I thought maybe I messed that up. <laughs> oh well, I guess my reference is from the old Bill and Ted uh, days, but <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to the topic. So why this is important? Well, you know, as the year comes to an end, um, obviously a new year is on the horizon. And with every new year comes new opportunities on your journey to financial freedom. So you don't want to let any unfinished business in your current year prevent you from being able to take advantage of any new opportunities on the horizon. Hmm. Got it. Okay. I'm hearing you. Let's get to the king of Beham, Mr. Real Estate himself. He's agnostic to his type as long as it produces cash flow. The multi-talented Jamie O'Brien. Great to see you, Jamie. Hey, great to be here. Just another day in paradise, Russ. Talk to me about this, this topic today. Man, I think it's so important uh, every year to, I personally believe, try and finish your year as strong as possible so that you set yourself up for massive momentum going into the next year. You know, I think, um, and I've been guilty of this more times than I care to admit, uh, a lot of people kind of let the foot off the pedal at the end of the year, kind of take the time to really sit down and relax, which is totally fine. Don't get me wrong. But I do believe that we need to keep that momentum through the end of the year, finish strong and start the next year even stronger. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> now let's get to the DFM, the doctor of financial medicine. He's like a surgeon with precision like approach to cash flow and he can diagnose problems before they even occur just by looking at your financial statement, Mr. Automated Budget, Eric Hudson. Great to have you on, Eric. Russ, man, I'm loving it. Sitting over <laughs> here looking like this, enjoying these guys and their financial brilliance. Well, talk to mean? me about the importance of today's topic. Russ, it's crucially important. But I'm going to tell you, the time of year just begs me to tell you this. It's time to be a Scrooge. I know mm. Dickens said do it the other way, but I'm telling you, it's time to be a Scrooge. And don't you dare give Uncle Sam a present that you don't owe him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I love that. I love that. Uh, I, the best way, you know, whenever you hear, you know, these questions of how some of these people who make lots of income, and they say, well, man, how is it that you didn't pay any taxes last year? Is it they're, you know, catching them, you know, uh, with their pants down kind of thing? And they say, because I didn't know. I didn't know any. That's how, man, what, what a great line there. You know, the best way to plan for the old, I'm playing for the new, Joey. I kind of messed up my own little line there. Is <laughs> by reviewing the old. We talk about that all the time on a weekly basis, don't we? We review the previous week in order to prepare for what's coming in the new week. And I think that's why this is so important. You got to review the old so you can prepare for the new. And when you when you do that, you can see things like one of the things I, I, I do personally, I review my calendar for opportunities. Because at the end of the year, you might look back at your year and you may see things 
that you didn't see early on. Like there may be trips that you go on to. There may be like a ski trip to Steamboat Springs that somehow, some way, at the end of the year, I look back on it and go, you know, that was actually more of a business trip than it was, a, you know, just a friendly guys trip. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen? And I'm gonna I'm gonna have a conversation at some point with my tax attorneys, and I'm gonna say, is there any way that this ski trip was a business expense? And they're gonna ask me what happened. I'll tell them, and and most of the time they're gonna say no, that was personal risk. <laughs> but every <laughs> once in a while they may say. That is actually a business trip, Russ. And I was like, I didn't know I was going to be researching real estate while I was out there. Who knows what's going to happen? I heard that they have real estate in Steamboat Springs. I was just talking to a guy the other day. He's looking at like 20,000 acres. And he was telling me Steamboat Springs are one of the big um, group of people that may be purchasing land there. So it must be nearby. I mean, who knows mm. if we go and check that out while we're there. Whammo. Whammo became became a deduction, man. So you look back at your calendar, you see opportunities, not to mention the times that I get Joey's family over here. And I forget that as part of the dwelling unit rental strategy, if you get five or six of people in your business at your house, it doesn't matter what you're doing. That also can be used as a, uh, as an opportunity to rent your house out to the business. I got to look back and see, well, when did we have everybody over? You know, Joey, I didn't think about the fact that that party we put on before our girls, before they went to the prom and it was just us hanging out here with them. That's it. Bang! just got that one. See, I would have, I would have picked that one up, but that's just another one of those dwelling unit rental days. You don't think about that when it's happening, but when you look back, maybe you see things that you didn't see before, especially with that in mind. Well, Tell that, that sounds good that you've got some ideas of things that you've done, but I want to hear from the coaches. Like, what? how do they wrap up their year? What can we learn from them? Yeah, that's why I'm coming over to Mark, man. Mark's always got an idea. Let's, let's right. get, him into the, get him into the game here. Let's do it. Lots of ideas. In, in my opinion, you know, starting with a plan is planning to start. So I, I like to spend this time of the year, which I, I'm actually getting really excited about because, you know, last year when I did this, I was, I was planning for myself and with, with a hope that maybe there would be someone else at the planning table uh, at, at the end of that year. And, and now I'm at the end of this year and now I get to plan with somebody else. And so spending time at the end of the year with, you know, myself, my wife, of course, you know, the dog is involved because I'm, I'm sure he's got a few ideas of, of things that we could do going forward, but setting goals, right? Now we have a chance to go through, if, if you don't have a framework, if you don't have a template, you can use the passport. I've used it. We, we continually go back to it, using that as a way to, hey, let's settle on our goals because I might have a vision of, of what I think we want to accomplish. And I'm sure my wife has a vision of what she thinks we should accomplish. So let's make sure that we are on the same page. And so let's find those spots that we're together and let's find those other spots and let's iron it out so that now we can have a strat, a goal, and now let's put together a strategy. And if you've gone through the right next thing, you know that one of the things is quarterly planning. So let's make it actionable. Let's set metrics along the way. Not like everybody at the end of the year who says, I want to lose weight next year. All right, how much do you want to lose? When do you want to lose it by? How are you going to lose it? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go lose weight. Okay, well, well we have a goal. Here we want to make this much extra passive. We want to give us much in charity and we want to do these things. Okay. So now we can divide that into quarters and now we have actionable, measurable moments where we can see how we're doing. 
No, I love that because you got to look at that passport. You got to look at your vision board, make sure your vision is still clear, right? Because as time goes on, you may be knocking things off. Hopefully you're knocking things off that list and you got to update that thing yearly as well as sometimes maybe your goals and ambitions have changed and there's something on that vision board that's sitting in front of you every single day that you can see it. Mine's on my desktop. It's the screensaver for me but you're reminded daily of the things that you're wanting to accomplish. And that allows that reticular activating system to kick in and to be working in the subconscious. Earn, talk to me about some ideas that you have around this subject. Yeah, well, I mean, five points to Mark as great right there. I love that. I'm going backwards. If he's going forwards, I'm going backwards. And, and I'm gonna say, we have to master the art of the debrief. And Russ, you were you were talking about this just a few minutes ago, but I remember reading a uh, just this thing a, a couple of years ago, and apparently, Air Force pilots when they're training for air combat, they'll fly very short segments. They might train, and I'm assuming for a maneuver or a tactic or something, they might fly, and that might take them three minutes, and they might repeat that four times. And so be in the air for about 12 minutes, come back and debrief on exactly what just happened for an hour, an hour and a half. <laughs> so if they're learning, if they're engaging, if they're practicing for 12 minutes and they're debriefing for 90 minutes, man, I, I think I think we might be able to take from that and definitely set aside some time at the end of the year just to evaluate the past year. And for me, that's been a practice uh, for for three years, about to do this for the fourth time. And man, I love to take a good journal and and look through uh, calendar, rest like you said, but look through pictures of places that I've gone to, experiences that I've had. And number one, man, just thank the Lord for a year's worth of of all that he's entrusted me with and bless me with, but also what are the major things that I have experienced? What are the things that I've accomplished? What are the things that I have learned and can take from that at the end of the year and say, well, these are certainly things that I want to continue. These are things that I want to change. And there might be some things that I'm, I'm going to decide that I need to stop and, and just learning to master the art of that debrief for yourself, for your family, for your business, I think can be so valuable. That's so cool. I love that. JD, I know you, you like to look in the past. What's your ideas on this? Uh, well, Ernie, I'm like, you I also like picture books. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, um, you know, going back to the statement that I made, you know, at the beginning, you know, measurement enhances performance. Uh, I'm reminded, uh, of Abe Lincoln. And he said, if I had eight hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend six hours sharpening the ax. And so I think, you know, preparation, um, doesn't just stop at the end of the year, right? You got to review what you've done, but then also prepare obviously for what's coming up the next year. So you're constantly, uh, I think preparing, uh, you know, I usually take the last two weeks off of the year. Um, one just to, to, to rest, uh, cause I usually run pretty hard during the year, uh, but also to, to do some planning. And, um, one of the things that I just started doing this year because of the tax planning firm, uh, that we've hired is we now do, um, uh, meetings twice a year. And this is totally new for me, but what I love is that, um, before I make financial decisions, 
they show me the, the, the tax impact that it's going to have on, on those financial decisions, which has been super helpful. So I just had my final meeting, uh, the middle of November, uh, we walk through what I think the next six weeks of the year are basically going to look like as we finish out the year from an income standpoint, these are the financial decisions that have been made. And then if I make these decisions, here's potentially what the tax impact could be on that, uh, which was super helpful. So it looks like, you know, my taxable income is going to get down to like 8% uh, of my, my gross income. Um, I was 8% short of zero, uh, but still better, <laughs> uh, better, <laughs> but still better certainly than, than the alternative. I just read this comment. It was so drawing joy. I wanted to share it. I realized that my time is not really mine. It's my company's. Now I have to stop negotiating my time for money and I need to start working to become financially free. That's exactly how I felt when my daughter Adler asked me on the way to school, dad, can you pick me up from school today? And I had to say, no, baby, I have to go to work. That's where I drew the line. In order for you to be clear on the things you need to do and stop doing and to know who you need to become so that you can stop trading time for money, join us right now at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Now let's get back to this episode. Oh man, so cool. Love that. How about you, Stallion? I've been allowing you to be quiet for way too long. Jump in there. Oh man, thank you for the opportunity, Russ. I always appreciate it. I, I would say that there's just some really practical things that I like to do. Um, and it, it's putting it on the calendar. Number one is, is super important. Like if you don't have something on your calendar, the likelihood of you actually doing it is, is, is pretty low, at least for me. Um, it's kind of the discipline of doing that makes all the difference and to have a schedule of reflection, all right? So think about this. Um, number one, having a time to just do my year-end giving, having that set up to where, and, and I don't know, this was years ago, I changed it from where I was paying um, all the different places that we support monthly. I asked them if I could do it yearly and just do it at the end of the year. And so now every year at this time, I'll be writing out checks from my insurance policies to, um, to these various different organizations. And so that's something that I do at the end of the year to, to close out strong. The second thing is also related to my, my system, my life insurance system, is I have a line of credit that goes against all the policies that are in that system. And at the end of the year or twice a year, I can update that line of credit with all the new premiums that have been paid throughout the year. And so what it does is it allows me to reflect on, okay, how is my system right now? Is it too big, big enough, or do I need to continue to grow it? And as uh, JD said, I would measure it so I could enhance it. And um, so I'm going to, I'm going to look at it every year at this time, increase it. And uh, at that point, look to say, what other policies do I need to add this year? So I think that's a really a cool thing that I do to round out the year. And then the last thing is similar to what um, uh, what Ernie just mentioned, uh, but I, I use a format called roles and goals to look over my life and say, okay, as a child of God, as a father, as a husband, 
as a business owner, as a steward, as a son, all the different roles that God's given me to, um, to steward well, how am I doing in those areas? And it's not always um, fun because <laughs> you start to realize like things where you're, you've fallen short, but having that time of reflection is great to say, these are now the goals I want to go into next year. I want to add these under each one of these roles so that I can, you know, better perform in this area. Maybe I'm sucking as a father. Maybe I can build in something specifically time with each one of my daughters this year. And how is that going to look? And just gives me time to reflect and think on those things. So those are just a couple of practical things. And by the way, I'm happy to, to share the format that the roles and goals sheet that I use. Um, if you want that, I'd probably put it in the show notes or whatever. Hey, where'd you get that from? I feel like I remember, but. The roles and goals. Yeah. I I started that actually in college. Um, okay. uh, one of my mentors had it and used it and he shared it with me. Okay. For some reason I was thinking it was that power consistency book, but maybe I, I'm wrong on that. No. Eric. Share share a, an idea, strategy, tactic with us that that you actually that you use for your personal situation. Russ, I'm not sure if you guys on here are aware, but I am no automotive mechanic professional. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know that, but thank you for yep. letting me know. Car breaks down, we'll not call you. <laughs> but I know one. And guess what I do periodically with one of my biggest assets? I take that thing to my automotive mechanic professional and I let him do a preventive maintenance on that thing. Hmm. Reckon why I would do that. Because I do not want some unexpected, enormous mechanical bill that I could have prevented if I had not gone and seen my automotive mechanic professional. And so what else can I apply that to? Much like JD, I got to run my other assets by a tax professional or a strategic planning professional, because I don't want to be seeing some large bill come to me that I had no reason to pay if I had not done a little bit of preventive maintenance. And even in the last quarter, even in the first part of December, if you're meeting with your tax strategist, much like JD said, there are still levers you can pull to get that double digit tax percentage bill you've got down into the singles, baby. And that's the way to do it. As long as it didn't include going and just buying a car, <laughs> let's, let's oh. shoot, shoot that idea right in, right in the face, man. I hate that idea. Oh, wow. That was so intense. <laughs> hey, man, that's what you got to do. You got to give imagery to this. Unexpectedly make intense. Yeah, unexpectedly. <laughs> Matthew. So I need to preface my idea with the fact that um, JD is a personal hero of mine. And as a result, his, uh, his Abe Lincoln comment actually is what inspired this idea. And I'm going to get morbid here for a minute, but I think it's important to talk about. So as you, as you get to the end of the year and you're planning, you have to ask yourself, is this year going to be your last? And again, I know this is a morbid topic and, and that a lot of folks don't like talking or even thinking about mortality, but it's just as important as your investment strategy. 
you know, I'm investing for the here and now, but I'm also investing for the future, not just the future of me, but the future of my son and my wife and any other descendants that may come along. And so when it comes to an estate plan, so many people like to set it and forget it, but it's so important to review it annually along with everything else. I mean, during your year in estate plan review, you need to ask yourself such things like, have you included all of your assets in your estate plan, especially the ones you recently acquired in the current year? Do you have the most recent appraisals of any properties you own? Does your will and beneficiaries still align with your wishes? And my personal favorite, because it's such a, it's so close to my heart is uh, maybe are you, are you setting up your state in the most tax efficient way? So as, as uncomfortable of a, of a thought process as that is, I feel like it's just as important uh, to review this annually, just like your investment strategy. Yeah. And do you, I mean, do you use that, a worksheet on that or is it a meeting with an estate attorney? Like how do you practically do it? Yeah. So I leave it to the experts. I consult with the attorneys. I'm not going to, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on any of that. So, <laughs> so that, that's what I would recommend. That's my only expert advice is to find an expert. <laughs> Perfect. Joey, you know, he left one, one of those things off as he was trying to, he was looking back, you know, did I have a kid? That would be something to be on your list. You know, did, did I buy any new assets? And I'd be like, did I get any new investment partners? <laughs> have I insured them yet? <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't let a year go by, right? Take advantage, strike when the iron's hot, when they're still ready to be a part of that thing. And I'll, I'll add one thing to your list there. This was something that a mentor of mine used to share a lot with us. He would actually write a love letter that he put in all of his insurance policy packets, right? Like, And it was specific to his family and he would update it periodically as the you know the years went on as memories and thoughts came to him but it was like it was literally for them to read at his passing to remind them of why he had done all of those things why he had not only bought all the insurance policies but we were going to provide all the death benefits but what he had used it for and and to remind them of their family's values and the things that they would use those dollars in the future, long after he was gone. And I, I think that that's important that as we're reviewing the past, right? It, it helps us prepare for the new. It allows us to think through what are those things that we had on our list that we did not accomplish. And here's the thing, you don't have to accomplish everything, but there's a few things that were on that list that you're like, man, this really was important. And I just allowed the urgent to get in the way. Get that on the list and start tacking, uh, tackling those things immediately. But just like boxes you haven't opened in your attic for a year, just like uh, you know, stuff in folders and email inboxes that you haven't seen in a year, get rid of that stuff. Just get it out, get the clutter out. You don't need that stuff. It's bogging you down for the new year. All right, one last question, I'm gonna go around and we'll get final thoughts after this. Is there a specific resource technology, something that you're using, or a book maybe that would be helpful to someone as they they move forward. I think, Ern, you you talked about, you or Jamie had, had mentioned one before. I mentioned my my journal. I mean, I, when, when it comes, for me, when it comes to reflection, what I write down with a pen, I mean, so much, it slows me down. I, I, I don't think that we can discount the the oldies but goodies i've got a a legal pad and a journal 
And if I'm writing it down, if I'm if I'm unorganized, you see all these sticky notes. That's that's where life gets crazy. And Russ, I know you can appreciate that. But when I've got a when I've got a designated place to write these things down, it slows me down. I think that that'll do you well. Well, I, I, I'm so sorry, Jamie. I just skipped right over you. I don't know how I did. You're right there in the middle. Hey, that's all right. This ties in perfectly to to the book question, you know, and there's a book I read several years ago. I need to go back and read it called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And what he talks about in this book is just even it's one little habit or one little thing you do every year, or every month or every day, effort compounds on effort. Right. And that can go either positively or negatively. And so, I mean, to everyone's point, I think what everyone's talking about here is they focus on something towards the end of the year that's going to compound into the next year. And if they do it every year consistently, it's going to compound over time over the course of the year. So, you know, just to everyone's point, I also like to focus on something at the end of the year. For me, um, it helps me to have either a project that I just put on my whiteboard that I want to get done by the end of the year, uh, maybe a goal, maybe it's just sitting down to plan. It's just something to stay active and try and better myself going into the next year. So if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. Mm. Awesome. Anybody else? Any, any other resources, books? Something that technology that you're using that that helps you with all this stuff. I mean, look, I'll go to to something that's just it's probably one of the best kept secrets ever. Um, Microsoft Excel. Uh, and and no, seriously, it it if you don't use Excel, uh, you should. I use Excel for everything. Um, I use it for for note taking. I use it for planning. I use Excel for for everything. Um, and so that is actually a true resource that I actually do use, uh, for, for, uh, all kinds of planning is, is Microsoft Excel. You, you know, and he, I'm going to add something to this. And one of our, 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 our friends and mentors, Sharon Shravatsa has told us that when you're, you have lots of information, you need to get it into boxes or containers. I think is the word he uses, right? And I think that there's the power in maybe Excel and the brilliance that you have in that, JD, is that you take a lot of information, but you can put it into boxes. Because sometimes looking at stuff on Word or OneNote, all those words can run together and you can end up missing one of the, you know, guys on the podcast. They even ask him, hey, what what do you have (laughs) thoughts around this? But when it's in boxes, it's easily identified. It's not overwhelming. So, hey, to be to be clear, we are all in boxes on this podcast and you still missed them. So <laughs> we're like the Brady kind of pathetic. But one thing one thing I do love like about J.D. Bunch. is one thing I love about J.D. is you ask him a question and nine times out of 10, he is going to answer it with a spreadsheet. <laughs> Listen, it's just it's just it's easy for me. You know, Guy, guys in those glasses, what do you expect? <laughs> you expect accounting. You definitely That's expect right. accounting out of these glasses. That's for sure. All right. Final thoughts, Mark. I thought a couple of freebies for you, because if you're like me and you're looking at apps on your phone, uh, if it ain't free, it's probably not for me. Uh, So Microsoft to do it's a free app and you can you can punch in to do items for the day or whatnot. And as you're done, you can click them off. Uh, To me, it's a really great, simple tool. Like if, if you're thinking of a vision board as a macro for your year, the Microsoft to do is the micro for your day. And it gives you those items so you can check them off. If, if you know you need to do X, Y, and Z today, you can throw it up there. And at the end of the day, as you're drawing towards the close, 
kind of like we are drawing towards the end of the year, you can now look back over that moment and say, did I get everything done I needed to do? And so it's just a quick, simple little memory jog. It's something I use. I find it super helpful to get all those little, little tasks squared away. So good. Matthew, final thought. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, whether you're old school or you're, you're in the digital age, I think the most important thing is you just have a record, you know, document everything. Um, it could be on a notepad like Ernie. It could be in a spreadsheet like JD. Uh, it can even be on a to-do list like Mark. Um, but no matter what, you just need records so that you actually have something to compare as you go from year to year so you can actually track your progress. Mm. Good call. Eric, final thought. I think just like the gym, Russ, uh, if you think about the gym, the most important item you can use at the gym is the door. Just getting there. I think for planning to do things like this, the best thing you can do and use is the calendar. You got to get it on the calendar. Oh, so good. Jamie, back to you already. Yeah, man. My final thoughts really are, are pretty simple. Take, you know, the end of the year is a great time. We tend to spend a lot of time with family. You know, we tend to get a lot of relaxation and rest, um, but just don't lose sight of your goals. You know, make sure that you're still doing something, even if it's just taking time to reflect on on the previous year, which I think is wonderful. Continue to chase going into the next year, because I think the worst thing you can do is get stagnant and then it takes you that much longer to get going again. Mm, love that. Stay. I'm going to say, uh, hopefully, just take one of these nuggets from today and apply it. And then the second thing is get on a call with one of these coaches, right? If you haven't already started your right next thing as it relates to getting to financial freedom, that's the purpose of this call, right? When you jump on at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call, they will walk you through what is that right next thing. And it will make it clear. It will make this planning that we're talking about and reflecting all make so much more sense and no better way than to start the year off with that plan being super clear. So that's a, a practical thing we can do to help you and um, hope it, hope you guys will take that step. Love that. Earn. Yeah. I mean, the, the new year is exciting, right? There's so much, so much new energy, so much newness and as exciting as all that is and the things that we will get to do, it is also equally as insane not to take the things that have happened and evaluate those things, debrief on those things and glean out all, all of the experiences, all the, all the successes, all the failures, um, all the things that you've learned and read places that you've been and pull out the wisdom of that. Uh, before we look so far ahead and, and put our energy towards that, I think it's absolutely worth putting our energy towards discerning what has happened. Oh, that's so good. JD. Oh, awesome. Um, I didn't know if you were going to miss me or not. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> I think you, you overestimate oftentimes that you can accomplish in a year and underestimate what you can accomplish in 10. And I think whenever you're goal planning and you're looking back on the year and you don't actually want to look at, at the, the, the progress that you've made because maybe you're disappointed, just realize that in the big picture, right? You made progress. And I think you have to be able to look back and you can celebrate the small wins. Great book uh, that I read um, uh, was uh, The Gap in the Gain, which an amazing book revolutionized the way that I look at things. I shared it with my wife and now 
uh, we're in a habit where we'll share with each other daily. What was your gap and what was your, uh, what, um, uh, what was your, me, what was your gain for the day? Just to get in that posture of trying to find the good things that are happening. Because the reality is that even if you set a goal and you didn't hit it, there's still something positive that you can look at that you made progress on that you can build on for next year going forward. But if you don't look back, you'll never know what that was. Man, I can't believe we got through this whole podcast and we didn't talk about health, not once. So I'm going to end with that because I, I think the only way that we can enjoy all of this is if we feel good, right? If we're able to enjoy it. I, twice a month, I get on a call with a, a health coach. And one of the things we look at is the last two weeks, but then we will always scale back three months, six months, and a year. And it helps me see not only the close up, but also the macro. And I think that that's what the beauty of looking backwards is to evaluate that. So look back over the year and see if you're tracking things. So you talk about technology, one of the piece of technology I, I wear every day is a whoop band. It's like 30 something bucks a month to be able to track all sort of health data. Even if you aren't doing anything differently, you just could track that data and you could see how your sleep has been impacted throughout the year. You can look at your heart rate variability. You can look at your resting heart rate on and on and on. And you can see throughout the year when it was high, when it was low, were you trending upward or were you trending downward? I just think maybe when you get, you can get to the end of the year, you can look back from a macro perspective. You can really start to see some trends because sometimes the short here and now can be deceiving, but we're thankful for you as you end this year. And if you have best practices, come into the community. Let us know what some of those are. Uh, before you end this year, don't forget to plan to attend the live event we're doing January the 6th through the 8th here in Birmingham. You can go to wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash live and be with these coaches and our community and some of these amazing presenters and speakers we have coming uh, to share with you how to become financially free in 2023. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.